0: Welcome back, Blue Shirts fans, to episode number 446 of the Locked On New York Rangers podcast. I am your host, John Chick. That song you are hearing right now is, of course, Leave the Lights On from our good friends in Passfire. Check those guys out anywhere you get your music. And I just want to thank you guys for making Locked On New York Rangers your first listen every day. We are free and available on all platforms. And I was all set to come on here today. It's Sunday afternoon as I'm recording this. We're just into the afternoon here. And talk about you know how much fun I had at the preseason finale last night. What a fun game that was! How exciting it was seeing the Rangers not even go with their A lineup and take down the Islanders B, li- or excuse me, the Islanders A lineup in overtime. And see Philip Heedle get a hat trick. Uh, just an absolutely thrilling game. The kids, every single one of the big four that I mentioned, Lafreniere. Kako, Hedl, Kraussoff, they all got on the score sheet. They all look good in last night's game, and we're raring to go for the regular season. And all that stuff is still true, but I cannot go lo- another second on here without talking about Mika Zabanjad and him signing the extension with the New York Rangers. It is good for eight years at $8.5 million per season. And if you can't tell already, if you can't tell from some of the prior episodes that I've recorded regarding this whole Mika Zabanjad situation, I am absolutely thrilled that the Rangers and Mika Zabanjad were able to get this done. Mika Zabanjad is an enormous part of this team. He is a leader. I think he might be now possibly back in the mix for the captaincy. I think maybe Kreider is still a favorite, but we'll get to that in due time here on today's episode. Uh, He's one of the most lethal snipers in the NHL, an excellent passer, he's fantastic on the power play, he's fantastic on the penalty kill, he plays on all three zones, he's just a tremendously well-rounded, very exciting player and somebody that is absolutely huge for the Rangers if this team is going to get where it wants to go within the next few seasons here. Obviously, the rebuild has taken some time and they still are one of the younger teams in hockey, and that just makes the resetting of Mika Zibanejad all the more important because he is one of the few veterans, I mean, I say veteran, he's only 28, but by Rangers standards, you're veteran you're in veteran status if you're 28 years old and he's somebody that can lead the way for these kids and potentially elevate people around him and i think something else that we have to talk about once again before we go any further here i do think mika zabanejad gave the rangers a little bit of a break here a little bit of a hometown discount especially when you consider the fact that just a few days ago i mean we're talking maybe like 2 or 3 days ago tops alexander barkov signed an 8 year 80 million dollar extension with the florida panthers And that's great for him. Well-deserved. He's a fantastic all-around player. But Mika Zibanejad took about, not not even about, he took exactly $12 million less than Alexander Barkov. The contract length is the same time, eight years. But with Mika, he took less overall. He took less dollars per season. And I think if Mika really, really wanted to play big-time hardball here, squeeze every dollar that he possibly could out of the New York Rangers, that he probably could have gotten more than eight and a half million dollars per season I mean I know that's a lot of money don't get me wrong I'm sure any of us would sign up to be making that much per year but if he really once again wanted to play hardball really wanted to squeeze every dime that he possibly could have out of the Rangers he probably could have gotten a little bit more than that and again look it both these guys are, are very well paid but $12 $12 million is $12 million. And Mika Zibanejad is going to make $12 million less than Alexander Barkov over the next eight seasons here. So I think he has to be committed for that. It's a big contract, but one that I think also entails Mika Zibanejad taking a hometown discount for the New York Rangers. And hopefully that works out in the Rangers' favor. And hopefully that you know, allows them to do a couple other things in free agency and trade, all that good stuff that they might not have otherwise been able to do if they were going to pay Mika at $10 million per season. So I'm absolutely thrilled. I think it says a lot about Mika that he took a little bit less. I think clearly he's somebody who loves being a New York Ranger. He has said as much in the past, and we got our guy, and uh, I could not be more happy for it. And for anyone who thinks that this might be too long of a deal, because certainly, you know, you hear eight years, that's a little, oh boy, that that, that that's a lot, right? So, He's going to be here. That'll take him through his age 36 season. I believe his birthday is like in April. And so that would mean he'd be 37 when the contract ends. So there could be some concern among Ranger fans that, you know, he'll be a little bit older at the end and he won't be as good of a player. That is true. I mean, I would imagine that Mika Zibanejad at the age of 36 will not be quite as good as he is at the age of 28. But here's the way that I look at this. For starters, if you want to keep your star player in the fold, if you're the Rangers or any other team in hockey— then you're going to have to pony up the dough a little bit. And I think the Rangers saved themselves a little bit on average annual value by making this a longer contract. It's kind of similar to what they did with Chris Kreider uh, at the trade deadline a couple of seasons ago. And obviously, he's locked up long-term now as well. But I think one of the things, one of the biggest things that Mika Zibanejad can do right now on this team is he can elevate the kids that are playing around him. You know, Alexi Lafreniere, Capo Caco certainly come to mind. Maybe even Vitaly Kravtsov. Maybe we see a situation where those two are on the same line at a certain point. Uh, He's there to be a leader. And once again, hopefully take these kids to the next level. And once again, for anybody that is concerned about the length of this contract, keep in mind that those players that I just mentioned, they're a big part of the Ranger future as well. And you got to figure Alexi Lafreniere, Capo Caco, their best days of hockey are definitely in front of them. I think we can all agree on that. And once Mika starts to get to the end of this contract, I think the hope is that by then, Capo Caco, Alexi Lafreniere, and maybe some of the other kids as well, those guys are fide superstars in this league. And so we go from a situation where right now Mika Zibanejad can elevate the kids to the kids who won't be kids in, you know, six, seven, eight years, whatever it might be. Those guys can elevate Mika Zibanejad a little bit. And Mika can enjoy still really solid production toward the end of his contract. So I I think, you know, it's going to be a little bit of give and take. Mika elevates the kids right now. The kids grow up a little bit. And toward the end of Mika's contract, they will keep Mika a very relevant and very productive player for this New York Ranger team. Uh, I did see on social media, Mika Zibanejad posted a very short selfie video. He's standing on a rink. It's only about 12 seconds long, but real quick, you know, he thanks the Ranger fans and talks about how excited he is to get this contract done and to be a New York Ranger for the very foreseeable future. He's going to be here for another eight years and, again, If you guys can't tell, I'm absolutely thrilled by it. I think most Ranger fans are going to be happy about this. I do understand some concerns about the length of the contract, but that's just the nature of the beast. That's what you got to do if you want to hang on to one of your superstar players. And I don't think that his game is going to age poorly. And I do think that some of these young Ranger players will be able to pick him up a little bit as he's doing for them right now uh, in the future. So, we will continue talking about Mika and his new contract and all the ramifications of his new contract in just a second. But first, I just wanted to let you guys know that today's episode of Locked On New York Rangers is brought to you by TV Stream. Does this sound familiar? You've got one device that lets you catch the game live, another that lets you stream your favorite shows, you're watching sports highlights on your phone, and you've got your neighbor's best friend's login for the good stuff. Well, I want to tell you about a simple way to get all that entertainment you love without the hassle and a great way to finally get your TV together. It's called Direct TV Stream, and it brings your live TV and on demand favorites together like never before so you can watch your favorite sports, movies, and shows all in one place. That means no more juggling remotes and no need to buy another device ever again. And the best part there is no annual contract. So get rid of the clutter and the confusion and get your TV together with Direct TV Stream. You can learn more at directtv.com. That's directtv.com. Compatible device required, content varies by package. Once again, thank you for making us your first listen every day. Make sure you check out the Crosschecks Live NHL Season Preview Show with Andrew Berkshire and Mary Clark on the Locked On NHL YouTube page on Tuesday, October 12th from 6 to 7 p.m. Eastern Time. Andrew and Mary tee up the new NHL season with a look at the key storylines around the league featuring drop-ins from our roster of local NHL hosts, fantasy insights from Locked On Fantasy hockey Scott Cullen, and award and Stanley Cup playoff predictions. All right, so another reason why I think this deal is absolutely the right thing for the Rangers to do and why I think it just makes a ton of sense for both parties is take a look at the center position on the New York Rangers. And this is something that we talked about a while back, but this is gonna be a pretty big episode. I get the feeling we might have some new listeners today and, you know, some people might have missed that episode in the past anyway. So, We're going to just kind of hone in on what the Rangers currently have at center. And going into this season, there was definitely some uncertainty. For this season, in and of itself, everything's fine. You've got Mika on the top line. You've got Strom on the second line. Uh, It looks like they're going to go with Hedl staying at center on the third line. He just had a hat trick in the preseason game the other night. So, hey, maybe let him stay there. And you've got Kevin Rooney on the fourth line. Well, what do three of those four players have in common, all of them except for Heedle? Mika, Stroman, Rooney, all set to be unrestricted free agents after this season. So you are looking at a situation where you are possibly, I mean, not for sure, but possibly going to lose your first line center, your second line center, and your fourth line center all in free agency. Centers are at a premium. Quality centers are at a premium around this league right now. I think the Rangers, by re-signing Mika Zibanejad, have really kind of fortified that center position. We'll see what happens with Stroman Rooney. No guarantee that either one of them are going to be back. And we're going to talk about Ryan Stroman just a second and how this new deal for Mika Zibanejad might impact him. But yeah, I mean, I think you've got to keep—you've got a superstar center in your franchise. And you have to hang on to him. You cannot allow him to walk away and— potentially harm the team for many seasons to come and I realized you know again this was a pretty long contract it was a pretty solid salary but you got to spend that money somewhere and I can't think of a better way to use it than on somebody that I think will be a perennial all-star for several seasons to come here and even at the end of the contract still be a very very good player now I mentioned the lack of depth at center I know there might be some people out there saying well hey you know we got Morgan Barron coming along we've got Carl Henriksen coming along yes and both those players have some potential and the organization definitely seems to like both of them in fact Morgan Barron is still with this team. He played in the preseason game uh, just last night against the Islanders and had a pretty solid game for himself overall, I would say. But Morgan Barron has played five games in the NHL. Carl Henriksen has played zero games in the NHL. There's no guarantee that these guys are going to go on to be superstar players in this league. Mika Zibanejad is already a star, and I think uh, for that reason, once again, you got to spend the money somewhere. I think it made all the sense in the world for the Rangers to, uh, you know, do what they had to do to keep Mika Zibanejad in the fold for, this, for, the, for the long term. One other thing that I want to talk about here is how this might impact Ryan Strom going forward because I think he might be the biggest loser of this deal and one of the only losers in this deal simply because... I feel like now that Mika is signed long-term and given the fact that Strom is in his walk year, he's an unrestricted free agent when the season ends, I think the Rangers are probably going to let him go. And if that happens, all the best to Ryan Strom. He's been one of my favorite players over these past few seasons, but I think it's kind of a similar situation to what we saw with Pavel Buchnevich because the Rangers traded Buchnevich due to the reason that they didn't think they were going to be able to pay him. They didn't think they were going to be able to afford to keep Pavel Buchnevich and then also re-sign guys like Mika Zibanejad. And down the road, like Adam Fox, like Alexi Lafreniere, like Capo Caco, like Filipino Younger guys with a little bit more upside than Pavel Buchnevich and also Ryan Strom. Like I said, I think Strom and Buchnevich are kind of in the same boat there. And another way to look at this, too, because I know there's people that think that this is too much money, or not even too much money, but maybe too many years for Mika Zibanejad. The way I see this, I think it's very, very likely that Ryan Strom is entering his last season as the New York Rangers, and I'm not saying this to push him out the door, because he is somebody that's gotten better and better as the seasons have gone by here. Uh, His chemistry with Artemi Panarin is just absolutely beautiful. It's a great thing to watch, but... Coming into this season, Mika Zibanejad was in the final season of a five-year deal that carried an average annual cap hit of $5.3 million. And Ryan Strom coming into this season was in the final season of a two-year deal that carried a $4.5 million annual cap hit. So if you combine Mika's salary this season with Strom's salary this season, 5.3 for Mika, 4.5 for Strom, that's $9.8 million. And Mika's new deal comes in at $8.5 million per season. So going forward with just Mika and letting Ryan Strom walk in free agency would cost the Rangers $8.5 million per season. Whereas once again, this season, Mika and Strom combined are costing the Rangers $9.8 million per season. So if you look at it that way, the Rangers actually have $1.3 million less on the books next season if you keep Mika and allow Strom to walk. And I'm not saying this to push Ryan Strom out the door. I cannot emphasize that enough, but I just look at the situation where the Rangers are right now and I feel like he's going to be kind of a cap casualty and that this could be the last season for Ryan Strom. Now, who knows? Maybe they feel like they can get Ryan Strom in under the cap. Maybe he takes a little bit of a hometown discount like Mika because did. But I just get the feeling it's kind of a similar situation as we saw with Pavel Buchnevich, where the Rangers just say, you know what? We really like this guy. He's done everything we've asked of him. He's gotten better and better and better every single season that he's been a New York Ranger, Buchnevich and Strom both I'm saying this about, but we're going to need that money somewhere else. We're going to have to spend it on younger players and guys with more upside. So I think that's where things stand. And I think if there's a loser from this Mika's advantage Zibanejad extension, it's Ryan Strom. And, you know, it's unfortunate, but if you're a Strom fan, my advice, and I'm giving this to myself as well, definitely enjoy this season because I, it might be hard now that Mika's resigned for all this money and you're going to have to pay some of the kids as well to uh, squeeze in Ryan Strom under the salary cap as well. But we're going to continue talking about this in just a second and how it Potentially impacts the Rangers' pursuit of Jack Eichel. But first, I just wanted to let you guys know that today's episode of Locked On New York Rangers is brought to you by Bilt Bar. Did you know that Bilt Bar has so many delicious flavors? There is something for everyone. When you talk to a Bilt Bar fan, they are definitely passionate about their favorites. If you don't know the Bilt Bar flavors, well, you're missing out. You got coconut, cherry barcia, raspberry, mint brownie, double chocolate, salted caramel, strawberry, orange, cookies and cream, and German chocolate. You know what my favorite flavor is? It's mint brownie because brownies are awesome and these are actually healthy. If you haven't tried all the flavors, you can get a mix box where you get two of each of the nine flavors. Not only are Bilt Bar flavors the best tasting, but they are healthy too. 17 to 18 grams of protein, calories ranging from 130 to 180, only four to five grams of sugar, and only four to five grams of net carbs. Amazing flavors, all tasty, all healthy. Bilt Bar is the official protein bar of the U.S. track and field team. Go to built.com and use promo code LOCKED15, and you will get 15% off your order. Use promo code LOCKED15 for 15% off at built.com. And so a question that's inevitably going to come up here with the re-signing of Mika Zibanejad, this big contract extension, is does that mean the New York Rangers are completely 100% out on Jack Eichel? I would say probably yes, and again, it's probably for the better. Uh, I know there's some people that really like Jack Eichel. They really wanted to see him come to the Rangers. They were willing to uh, part with some prospects, some draft picks, some guys on the NHL roster of the Rangers in order to bring Jack Eichel into the fold. But I'll say what I've been saying all along. I don't see the need to move heaven and earth to trade away first-round draft picks and second-round draft picks and give up players like Ke'Andre Miller and Filippito and Capo Caco and give away a bunch of prospects, guys like Braden Schneider. I didn't see the reason to do that for Jack Eichel when there was a better candidate in-house right here, right now, all along in Mika Zibanejad. I'm not even 100% convinced that Jack Eichel is a better player than Mika Zibanejad, and I understand that he's younger and probably has a little bit of a higher ceiling than Mika, but you're dealing with somebody who has a neck injury and really hasn't been able to turn that Buffalo Sabres franchise around. And I realize that's a really tall order to lay at the feet of just one player, especially when you're dealing with a team like the Buffalo Sabres. But you look at some of the the comps around the league, right? When the Penguins drafted Sidney Crosby, they were absolutely awful. And Crosby has turned that team around and won three Stanley Cups. Basically the same thing when the Capitals drafted Alex Ovechkin. They only have one cup, but you get the idea. That's obviously a team that's done a complete 180 pre-Ovechkin to post-Ovechkin. You look at guys like Connor McDavid to the Oilers and Nathan McKinnon to uh, to the Avalanche. You look at guys like... Kane to the Blackhawks. All these teams were downtrodden and just pretty much awful, and they all turned around. They all become places where other free agents and other guys around the league want them to go. Jack Eichel has not been able to pull that off with the Buffalo Sabres, not even close. And again, I realize that's a little bit unfair, and this is something that I've talked about in the past as well, but once again, new audience, I just want to state my piece here on why I think that the Rangers are far better off re-signing Mika Zibanejad than they are, you know, giving the Sabres anything that they want for Jack Eichel. I wouldn't say that it takes them the Rangers 100% out of it, but if you somehow strike a trade for Jack Eichel and you take on his $10 million a year cap hit, you are pretty much handcuffed on what you can do going forward. We're, we'll do an episode in the future where we go into the salary cap situation for the Rangers in greater detail. But for right now, I'll just say, listen, if you're paying Mika $8.5 million a year, and you're paying Panarin whatever he's making, it's a lot. I, I don't have the salaries in front of me, but you guys know it's a big salary. And you're paying Jack Eichel $10 million a season. Kreider, I believe, is making like $6.5 million or $7 million a season uh, Adam Fox is going to need to be paid. Alexi Lafreniere is going to need to be paid. You get the idea. The list goes on and on and on here. I don't see how you fit Jack Eichel onto this roster, but I'm completely fine with it. I don't see, once again, a reason to give up all these assets for a player with a neck injury when you don't have to do that and you can simply re-send Mika Zibanejad instead. And Mika Zibanejad, somebody that we know loves playing in New York, handles the pressure of being a New York Ranger beautifully, and has done that really ever since the Rangers traded for him why mess with that? You know, There's no guarantee that Jack Eichel is going to come in here and immediately thrive as a member of the New York Rangers. We've already seen Mika Zibanejad do it. We've already seen him in action. And this also kind of leads me into the next thing that I want to talk about, which is the ongoing debate of who will be the next captain of this New York Ranger team. And as I've talked about in the past, we've basically, since the inception of this podcast, and what episode is this, like 446 or something like that? Let's see here. Yeah, 446. And on and off, we've kind of, debated who the next Ranger captain should be. And recently, we've kind of narrowed it down to basically three candidates. I mean, there might be some dark horses that you could toss in there, have an outside chance that Gerard Gallant wants to do something uh, a little bit against the grain. Maybe it's possible some other guys could be in the mix. But for the most part, recently, it's been down to Mika Zibanejad, Chris Kreider, or Jacob Truba. And I think well, I don't think. I know that Chris Kreider is still my pick to be the next New York Ranger captain. But one thing that I can also acknowledge here is the fact that Mika Zibanejad just got this deal done, it does put him back in the mix. I think he had probably fallen to the third most likely candidate behind Kreider and behind Truba up until this extension was signed, simply because I don't think you want a situation if you're the Rangers or, once again, any team in hockey where you name somebody the captain and then they walk a year later in free agency. I mean, would you really want that to happen? Not that it would, like, be uh, a death blow to your franchise and you're, you're doomed to just be an awful team for the next decade-plus, but that doesn't really have the best look to it. And imagine if there was a situation where the Rangers gave the captaincy to Mika Zibanejad going into this season, and then he walked in free agency, and then you have to go back to, you know, somebody like Chris Kreider and be like, listen, uh, you weren't our first pick, but uh, Mika's not here anymore, so I guess he can be the captain. Yeah, that's not ideal either. That's a little bit awkward. So I think now that Mika's locked up long term, it certainly increases his chances of being the next New York Ranger captain. I'm still a little bit for Kreider. I like the way Kreider just kind of wears his emotions on his sleeve, plays with a lot of fire on most nights. I know he can be a little bit streaky, but Kreider is an emotional, fiery player. Uh, We saw that the other night when he was going after P.K. Subban, after what Subban did to Ryan Reeves, and given that Kreider is the longest-tenured Ranger, is the guy that has been a part of this team through some really deep playoff runs and even played in the Stanley Cup Finals, yeah, Kreider's still my guy, but listen, I mean, there might be some people that are in Camp Mika, and if Mika ends up wearing the C, I'm totally cool with that, too. If you just watch this, this team, these guys interact with each other over the past couple of seasons, you can tell Kreider and Mika two of the guys that kind of lead the way, you know, and I I think either one of them, or even Jacob Truba for that matter, would be fantastic choices for the next captain, and Mika now firmly back in the running now that he uh, has signed this extension, and who knows, we might even get an announcement later today that Mika Zibanejad is the next captain of the New York Rangers. I get the feeling they might let it breathe a little bit, but hey, I mean, it's Sunday as I'm recording this, opening night is only three days away for the Rangers, and they've talked about wanting a captain, so they're going to have to name one sooner rather than later, and uh, we'll see what ends up happening. I still am hoping it's Kreider, I'm still expecting it to be Kreider, but of the three players that I mentioned, none of them would shock me, and none of them would disappoint me either. One other reason why I absolutely love this signing, this re-signing of Mika Zibanejad, this extension here, is... I want the Rangers to be able to reap the benefits of having Mika Zibanejad on this team and in this franchise. And what I mean by that is the Rangers absolutely stole Mika Zibanejad from the Ottawa Senators when the trade was made. It was Mika Zibanejad for Derek Brassard straight up. And I say this as one of the biggest Derek Brassard fans that you will ever meet. He was one of my all-time favorite New York Rangers when he was here. But the trade was made. Mika obviously had more upside than Brassard at that point in their careers and he's been a fantastic player for the Rangers ever since. But Mika Zibanejad has only been to the playoffs twice with the New York Rangers. The first one was his first season with the team, but that was right as that championship window was starting to uh, close a little bit. You could say maybe it was still cracked. They beat the Montreal Canadiens in the first round that year. They fell to the Ottawa Senators in the second round, and they haven't been back to the playoffs since, with the lone exception, of course, being the 24-team playoff tournament that we saw during the pandemic season. And of course, the Rangers were the 11th seed in that playoffs, and they got swept right out by the Carolina Hurricanes. So, Mika Zibanejad has been a fantastic player for this New York Ranger team while he's been here. But could we have gone into any of those seasons and said that, wow, the Rangers, man, they're they're really they're a Stanley Cup contender this season? Mika Zibanejad's going to lead us there. Probably not. Maybe the first season that Mika was with the Rangers, you could at least make that argument that they still had a shot at it. But then they went into rebuild mode, and Mika's been here all along, and he's been one of the best players on this team all along. But if you were to let him walk in free agency after this season, then what What would any of it really mean? Because, again, the Rangers were not contenders during basically any of Mika Zibanejad's tenure here. Well, now they're about to become contenders. They've got all this uh, great young talent on this team, And if you let Mika walk, then that's obviously going to hurt the team. And you've almost wasted his tenure as a New York Ranger if you're this front office and you simply just let him walk in free agency. I wouldn't have wanted that to happen, especially when you consider that we flat out stole this guy, stole this guy from the Ottawa Senators. And he's been obviously a fantastic player ever since. So as this championship window starts to open again, you know, I don't know about this year, but maybe as soon as the following season, I think they'll at least uh, battle for a playoff spot this year and hopefully get in. I think they will make the playoffs. But as the championship window starts to really, really open again, I want Mika Zibanejad to be part of that. I want him to be one of the guys leading the way, whether he's the captain or not. So again, I could not be more excited, more thrilled that the New York Rangers and Mika Zibanejad have gotten this job done. Once again, props to Mika Zibanejad for taking what I believe was a little bit of a hometown discount. If he really wanted to play hardball, he probably could have gotten a little bit more, but he's back for eight years and let's all celebrate. And We'll talk about the preseason game against the Islanders for just a second here at the end. Absolutely fantastic game and very, very encouraging by the fact that the Rangers not only finally beat the Islanders, because as we've talked about on this podcast, that's been a really, really tough matchup for the Rangers over these past couple of seasons. The Islanders have really had their number. But they beat the Islander A lineup without some really important players Participating in that game. No Panarin, no Zabanejad, no Kreider. Ryan Strom was hurt, did not play the third period. It sounds like they were just exercising caution, that Strom should be ready to go for opening night. But the Rangers, it was an absolute dogfight. And you can say that it was preseason all you want. But being there live and seeing that game in the second row in Bridgeport, Connecticut the other night, I can tell you that did not have the feel of a preseason game. Those teams, that was a dress rehearsal, certainly for the Islanders, and I think also for the Rangers as well, even though they were down a couple of their star players. But it was just absolutely fantastic to see the Rangers go toe-to-toe with an Islander team that has been to the Eastern Conference Finals in each of the past two seasons, and once again, given the Rangers all kinds of problems during that time as well. And one of the most exciting things about the game for me was seeing all the kids show up in a big, big way. Vitaly Krafts has scored a goal. Lafreniere had at least one assist. Uh, Philip Hedl with the hat trick, obviously. He gets the overtime game winner after the Rangers got on the power play. So it was a ton of fun, and I swear this is true. I did not take as many extensive game notes as I typically would, you know, just watching the game at home, because you're there in the arena. You want to be a fan. You want to just kind of take everything in and just relax and enjoy a night of hockey. But one thing that I wrote into my into my phone was that the Heatle line looks really good, especially Heedle. I swear to God that is true. I did that before he scored any of his three goals. To me, Heedle just looked explosive last night. He was out there with Barclay Goodrow and Vitaly Kraftsoff and he just looked dangerous. And sure enough, it turns into a fantastic game for Philip Hedl. And we just got to hope that he can sustain that into the regular season. Because one thing that's happened with Heatle during his time as a member of the New York Rangers is he tends to get off to some Really fast starts, but then struggles to kind of stay consistent and stay at that level as the season goes. Maybe this is the season that he puts it all together. You know, we had Vince Mercagliano. He's been on the podcast a couple of times, but he does a fantastic job covering the New York Rangers. And according to him, the Rangers are really, really high on Philip Hedel. They think he's going to be some kind of a player. So... Hopefully, that finally comes to fruition this season. I mean, I say finally. Philip Hedl is only 22 years old. It just feels like he's older than that because he's been with this New York Ranger team for so long. Uh, but, yeah, I mean, I can't wait to see him in action and uh, see how they deploy him on opening night here. I'd imagine that's probably your third line, Hedl centering Goudreau and Kraftsoff. So, we'll see how that goes. Uh, something else that was noteworthy in the game last night, the preseason finale, Julian Gauthier. Once again, I thought he had another pretty strong game for the Rangers. Uh, there was an instance where... He drove really strong to the net. This is when the Rangers were down one nothing in the first period, and they really hadn't been doing much, not really creating a whole lot of scoring chances. But he drives into the offensive zone on the outside and tries to veer around the defenseman and toward the net, and he actually gets by him, and he ends up drawing a penalty on this play because they're, they're grabbing and hooking at him and, and trying to slow him down. Uh, Gautier, I think he kind of got caught in between what he wanted to do, whether he wanted to go for a stuff-in goal on this play or leave it for his teammate because by this point, one of his teammates was crashing the net as well. But either way, it ends up uh, drawing a penalty. The Rangers get on the power play, and this is what got the Rangers going in this in this game. He had uh, great passing, Dryden Hunt to Strom to Krausov, and the Rangers get a power play goal with maybe only about 20 seconds left on the main advantage. And it must be said, uh, the Rangers on this power play and there were two different groups that were out there. They were working their tails off to set up a scoring opportunity or a couple of different scoring opportunities, really. And that's what you have to do against this New York Islander team. But that's the moment where this game kind of turned in the Rangers' favor a little bit. They finally started to find their game. Obviously, it was back and forth the rest of the way. But up to that point in the game, I mean, we were well past the midway point in the first period. And I think the Rangers only had two shots on goal. That seemed to get them going a little bit. They found their mojo a little bit. And uh, once again, Hunt to Strom to Krafts off, getting the Rangers on the board and getting them going there a little bit. But that'll pretty much do it for today, guys. I planned on talking about the Rangers-Islanders game in much greater detail. But when you get breaking news that Mika Zibanejad is going to be a New York Ranger for the next eight years, yeah, that's the lead. That's the lead for your episode, and that's what you're going to spend the majority of time talking about. But once again, I, for one, am absolutely thrilled that Mika Zibanejad is back. You guys can feel free to reach out to me. Give me your thoughts on the Mika Zibanejad extension. If you want, I can even read it on the air. Just let me know. Uh, If you want to get in touch with this podcast, please send an email to LockedOnNYRangers at gmail.com. Once again, that is LockedOnNYRangers at gmail.com. And definitely give us a follow on Twitter as well, at LO underscore NY underscore Rangers. Once again, that is at LO underscore NY underscore Rangers. And for anybody participating in our Locked On New York Rangers Fantasy League, we have our draft tonight at 8 p.m. Eastern time. Definitely looking forward to uh, talking to some of you guys during the draft and uh, seeing what kind of a team everybody can put together. It's going to be a lot of fun, 20 teams. Obviously, you're going to have to find some diamonds in the rough in the late rounds. But uh, I'm really looking forward to it, looking forward to talking to all you guys. And, uh, yeah, once again, thanks for tuning in. I'll see you next time. Thanks again, guys, for making Locked On New York Rangers your first listen every day. Now make your second listen, Locked On Fantasy Hockey. Host Scott Cullen leans on his decades of fantasy hockey insight and experience every day to help you be the expert of your fantasy league. It's free and available on all platforms.